Hello and welcome to a Taylor's Tales podcast. This is Chris's Corner. I'm your host, Chris Taylor, and welcome back to a brand new episode. Episode. <laughs> uh, I am currently in San Cristobal. Ball. This is my third podcast within Mexico at the moment. I, I hope you've enjoyed the uh, podcast as much as I have. I've tried to adapt and uh, show some really good scenery. Sadly, this time, uh, I am in the work area of the uh, hostel I'm staying at because it's quite difficult to be able to uh, find an area that's quiet and has the ability to have some relatively good acoustics where I'm not getting any feedback or having any background noise. So that is why the shots aren't as nice as Bacala and Cancun. <laughs> but uh, I have to say so far in my time that I've been in San Crystal Ball, it has been fantastic. I have had such a good time here. It's blown away the expectations I had. It was, um, you know, just another sort of place I was going to visit within Mexico that was recommended to me. And uh, I've utilized it by extending by an extra night by being here because I got to... Uh, when I got here, it was like five o'clock in the evening, so I'd already lost the day. Uh, and then by the next day, I had to try and explore, you know, you want to explore the city and get to know what's going on and get some good food and uh, really get to grips with the area. Uh, for me, that means locating the nearest gym and also finding the best running spots well, because I have done both in the past three days. And the ability to do that almost makes you feel at home. It makes you feel that your routine hasn't been totally just washed out. You are not in utter chaos. And like I've said before, Mexico is a little bit chaotic. There is a little bit of uh, ordered chaos. You know, everybody's going somewhere. Everybody's doing something. And your role is to not uh, get in the way and get run over or, uh, you know, in any of these circumstances, be safe, but also be smart. Uh, I've been talking to many uh, people I've met in this hostel. It's been a fantastic place for meeting people. The name of the hostel is called Can uh, Kotanik uh, in San Cristobal. It's got a fantastic uh, vibe to it. When I'm, what I mean by vibe, it's got the ability to chat and get to know people, but at the same time, you have the option to just relax, chill, read a book, do some writing, you know, do whatever you want to do without having uh, banging music going on in the background where I have had with previous party hostels that I've stayed at. And that's the uh, sort of the playoff, if you're someone who loves to party, this isn't for you because it's a lot quieter. There is plenty of other hostels you can stay at within San Cristobal, which will fit your needs. But I doubt many of my listeners are crazy into the party scene. So for those of you who are on the same wavelength as me, this will be perfect for you. You'll have the ability to stay in a nice bed. You'll have your free blanket. You get free breakfast, which is fantastic, cooked by uh, one of the volunteer, the two volunteers within here, both of whom are lovely people. Uh, again, I'm not going to name names because I feel like people have the uh, option for privacy. If they wanted to uh, have their names on the podcast, they would have let me know. But I am learning so much from other people by just engaging, listening, getting to, as I've said before, get out of the bubble that you live in and allow other people's opinions not to offend you, not to make you feel wound up, but rather to understand that what you see and what you live in is rather just a very specific perspective in this world. And by doing so, by having other people's opinions um, flourish and you know be taken in by you, you allow yourself to really appreciate what you have. And I wanted to talk about this is that I've only been in Mexico for going on 17 days. 
and I already understand the level of appreciation for my home, the first world country that it is, the ability to not be in poverty, the ability to live a reasonably good life uh, and have the options of free healthcare, the um, option for not living in pretty dark standards uh, and also not to have to worry about drinking water that could potentially put you into an unhealthy state. These are things that you don't even concern about in the United Kingdom and as well as in America and uh, sorry the USA I shouldn't say America because that's the continent uh, but the option for truly understanding how lucky we are within Europe, within Japan, within all of these first world countries, Australia, New Zealand, uh, the ability to not have to worry about these things. And so Mexico has already given me a real, you know, real excitement for having this option to be able to go back and forth between countries. This has, for me, been a true way to get out of my rut. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Having this explosion of new experiences allows you to truly understand how lucky you are, but also gives you a truly like unique, uh, unique perspective. So, enough on the mumbo-jumbo philosophy of mine, because as much as I love doing it, and I've talked to many people so far about philosophy and life in general, and that has been an absolute pleasure. But let's talk about what, what I've been up to since the last podcast. The last podcast was being recorded in Bacala. Bacala had that beautiful sunset, sunrise vibe to it. It was a lovely little town with the waterfront and a very chilled vibe. Uh, and... Although you had the water and the ability to go paddling and all of these things, there wasn't a lot going on. And so I would recommend staying there for two days. And I probably said this before as well, but I went from Bacala. My next step was Bacala to Merida, Merida to Campache, Campache to Palanque, and then Palanque to San Cristobal. The ability to do all of this within the space of what feels like a week or something along those lines uh, has been extremely intense but also uh, so just you see so many different vibes to a city so for instance like Merida is definitely uh, a city with really close streets really beautiful architecture of churches and fantastic plazas and street food but I would only re recommend Merida, Campache, Palanque one day each and here's why. The reason behind this is that each of these have fantastic vibes in the one day, but there's not a lot going on. You can't have, I mean, you could potentially go into uh, tours, for instance. You could do Chichen Itza uh, and some, uh, you know, cenotes like I did from Merida. Uh, and I imagine from Campache, you can do similar tours outside into the more quieter, um, what I would call ruins and Mexican sort of pueblos uh, pueblos being small magical towns with lovely vibes but they are limited by you having to book a tour or being able to drive there or you know being able to have more than one day to go to these areas so those although i've criticized there i've started with the cons let's go with the pros the pros with these are that they have the ability to have some beautiful uh, scenery so Campache is on the water it's on the sea so you have this beautiful just like Barcala, except it had a different vibe it was much more a city on the water it, there was a lot more people about there was uh, a lovely running track for people to run past the water and the 
the all, all the houses basically near the waterfront all had multicolored. Reminded me very much of Bristol in the sense, except they were all a lot smaller, like um, you know one story for for each house. And it was really interesting going through these close streets, and then you emerge at this waterfront, and you have this beautiful, uh, just calm water in front of you and watching that as, as the world goes by is one of my favorite things to do and listening to some music that can be associated with this moment is really important to me uh, i don't know about yourselves you may have uh, the ability to relate a musical moment to a place that you've been to for me uh, i associate vietnam with fun and the album they the only the 2012 album they did and the 2012 album is just I love it I love the sound I've been playing uh, for instance Moby uh, it reminds me of Thailand because it has this uh, the typical um, beach soundtrack from uh, I think it's yeah the movie beach by doo -doo 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 -doo, with Leonardo DiCaprio in it you, you know it if you know it. if you don't go watch it it's a great film so for me in, in Mexico at the moment, it's been uh, a soundtrack of a, a mix of a couple of things, but one of them being uh, Adventure by, I think his name, oh, it's going to kill me actually. Let me look it up. I've got it here. But it's basically a mixture of Jordan Peterson's speeches, uh, and it's got this really chill vibe to it. I know not everyone's into Jordan Peterson, but it's really fun to be adventuring uh, around uh, Mexico and listening to this and he's saying, you know, your life shouldn't be a, a Mai Tai a, on a tropical f cruise. It should be a destination that is worth the travel. And when I hear these words, I'm thinking to myself, yes, I am traveling. I have a goal. It is worthwhile. It is providing me with sustenance of not new knowledge and new life. And yeah, the great adventure of your life. And this is by, uh, that's it, of course, Akira the Don. Akira the Don's done many mixes of some of my favorite people like Jocko Willink, David Goggins, uh, Joe Rogan, and of course, Dr. Jordan Peterson. And the call to the adventure always will be associated for me with Mexico. And it's that, as I've said before, and I'll say it again in this podcast, is that for me, Mexico was a difficult place to want to go to with all the rumors of the cartel, the corrupt police. Uh, it doesn't get better when you get here because you still hear uh, rumors of people getting into trouble. But here's the kicker. If you are smart, and I've said this earlier in the podcast, if you don't make any silly moves like going out on your own at night at like one o'clock in the morning after having drinks if you don't go into areas that are dark alleyways if you don't do huge amounts of drugs while you're in mexico smoking weed and all of these things uh, and getting into these what i would call key situations where you can be taken advantage of then that is the place to be uh, and not to get into that issue uh, the police again and all of the surrounding people will take advantage of you if you are in that situation. I know a person who I was in Cancun with. Cancun's a very touristy area, as I, as I may have spoken about before, uh, but this person had gone for many drinks and he was in a certain part of Cancun, actually the strip of Cancun from what I'm aware, and he was on his own and he went into a certain area and the police said to him, uh, sir, you shouldn't be in this area, pay up. And he had to give all of the pesos he had in his wallet. Now, pesos, you know, for people who are coming from Europe or any of the others, aren't as bad to lose as you would be for pounds, for instance, because of the lower conversion rate. However, it's still losing money and it's still being taken advantage of. So, 
message of this, be careful. Easy as that. So, what else has been going on? Ah, yes, the Canyon Tour I spoke about earlier. So I went to uh, what's called the San Cristobal, uh, or I believe it's uh, De Casa, De Casa uh, Canyon or Valley, and it's beautiful. They uh, they drive you out of San Cristobal, you go to the mountainous region, and you get to be able to go on a boat that takes you through the water between these huge, huge, they're not mountains, but it's like, like I said, the canyons either side of it. And it almost reminds me of seeing footage of, I think it, what did I write down about it? I think it was Milford Sound, that was it. So Milford Sound in New Zealand has, as you know, it's obviously not as good as Milford Sound, but it's the Mexican version. It is definitely worth uh, going on if you want to be, you know, made feel very small by the enormousness of nature and how it works. This and the ability to, uh, you know, see the water as it ripples and the crocodiles on the shore and the cranes that fly through and just the natural elements operating around you as you glide through the water on this speedboat. And there's nothing more beautiful, although <laughs> I sacrificed partial sight for the entire day because something got in my eye. I was wearing sunglasses, this is the funny thing, and uh, I was basically going like this, like a, like a pirate for the entire day, so that's kind of silly uh, and kind of annoying on my part, but that's, that's life, isn't it? Uh, and it was still beautiful, I still appreciated it and had a fantastic day, and for 450 pesos, you can't go wrong. That is a, and it's a whole day. It's from nine in the morning until 6.30 at night. So that is a fantastic bargain in my point to be able to see such beautiful nature. So that was, uh, as well as going around the San Cristobal Ball area uh, and really enjoying the beautiful churches and the huge heights and the ability to see the entire city from one of these small uh, churches by climbing the steps of San Cristobal is beautiful and the colors of yellow and green and the I would say a very old natural Mexico happening around you and this feels like the real Mexico to me it it feels like the the true Mexico which is hard to come by when you go down the east coast of Mexico of Mexico so moving on from the brilliant exploring uh, Yes, I've talked about the hostel, great vibes, exploring, meeting new people. Uh, the kitchen in the hostel is fantastic. It's, it forces you, oh yeah, I didn't talk about this. The hostel I'm staying at, uh, they've placed the Wi-Fi so that it's specifically within a certain area of uh, the hostel. It's not in any of the bedrooms. And so you have to uh, be around other people and interact with other people, forcing you to be less on your phone and therefore interacting with other people, which is fantastic. Uh, if you do want to chill, people aren't going to be douches and be like talking to you for no reason. But if you are like me and you love uh, getting new perspectives, it's the perfect place to be because it forces you to be in that sort of environment. Talked about the free breakfast. Uh, see, yes, appreciation for life and, and being in Mexico. Ooh, this is something kind of silly. So. For those who aren't really into uh, healthy eating or working out regularly or any of these things while you're on holiday or, or like me traveling, this may be a part of the podcast you will wish to skip purely because um, 
you know, I, I really do focus on in on these things. I don't really drink as much anymore. My focus is staying as healthy as possible. And during the pandemic where we have COVID happening, it is really important to keep your minerals up, to be able to get a good high protein diet, uh, and to also make sure that you are feeling energized when you're traveling. Because the lack of electrolytes due to the sweating because of the high heat in Mexico is important to be able to replace those minerals on a regular basis. My advice there would be to go to the local farm to be able to get vitamin C and multi-minerals as well as electrolyte bottles of water to be able to re-energize your areas. That's what I've done today because uh, I was feeling a little bit like, oh, lack of energy. So I just got myself some of those to be able to make me feel pumped for the podcast. So that that's a piece of advice. What I would also say is it's going to be difficult for you to, you know, I, not impossible, not impossible, but close to being uh, near impossible for tracking macros, getting all your protein in, being able to stick to a calorie uh, intake, and being able to either maintain or cut. You can bulk as much as you want around here. I'm sure that's that's possible. Uh, and there's also some really good gyms around here for 100 pesos entry per day, which is you know it it is what it is. I've seen cheaper. I've been I've paid 40. I've paid 50. And in some expensive areas, I've paid 250 pesos for a one day entry, which is in Tulum, by the way, which is uh, a, you know very much overpriced. Anyway, so gyms are available around here. You just go on Google Maps, type in gyms, you'll be fine. From there getting your protein in i've been able to get protein shakes very difficult to get protein bars i have found it nigh on impossible to find them in the shops uh, i'm looking forward to going to the us and uh, getting some of those and, and having access to a variety of things uh, unlike in mexico there's also the opportunity uh, for me to get in relatively good carbohydrates so high fiber foods with um for instance like lots of fruits to be able to find fruits uh it's really difficult like you can't go into a 7-eleven you can't go into an oxo you can't go into the main stores unless you have to walk a distance to be able to get there and to be able to get the fruit uh you know find these fruit stores as well there's independent fruit and vegetable stores and even then you have to be able to take it back to the hostel and cook it yourself uh, and you may be on a time frame like me where you're trying to get from place to place and get as much done and so you're trying to eat out instead so going to restaurants you may find that you're eating a lot of uh, tacos and enchiladas and quesadillas the mexican cuisine which aren't that unhealthy. There is some high protein, there is some vegetables in them, there's tomato, there's lettuce, stuff like that. But it's, you know, there's, there's only so many times you can have that for yourself and uh, to enjoy it and to, you know, consistently try other things. One piece of advice I will give you right now that's kind of funny is that I tried um, cuisine that's outside of Mexico, such as Thai food, um, chicken wings, and what was the other thing? I think it was... Oh, must have been Chinese. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's terrible. It's really bad. I was really disappointed and all three of them, thankfully, they were quite cheap. So I was, you know, not too blown away, but please don't, don't, uh, just, just try and stay away from non-Mexican food because you will be let down and it may uh, be a little bit, what's the word? Just disappointing, I think that's it. So, Mexican cuisine, getting your protein in, getting your fiber in. Uh, you can buy some popcorn, I know that's a last resort, but like, you know, th there's certain things you can get, energy drinks, you can get coffee, you can get lower calorie stuff, you can find things uh, on the carbohydrates and fat side, avocados everywhere, love avocado with tacos and enchiladas and stuff like that, so it's, it's brilliant combination there. So, being able to 
have a consistent read on that very difficult because obviously you're not going to be able to record it you're going to have to estimate it on my fitness pal or whatever uh calorie tracker you use uh for me i haven't bothered tracking i've just eyeballed things uh and for me i'm still in good shape i'm still feeling very confident in myself however there can be uh the worry that when i get home it's just going to be like all of the weight back on because uh i haven't been able to keep a, a really solid eye on my calorie intake and the combination of exercise as well as the heat and all of these other uh, factors that you don't really think about when you are just traveling so difficult to get macros in difficult to get calories in but also extremely tasty food extremely tasty food that i recommend uh also water get it in get get yourself water don't drink coke don't drink coca-cola it's everywhere and you know you can get the coca-cola light but what i would truly and i'm looking at you right now in the eyes please just go for water first i know if you're in a restaurant but it's going to become a reoccurring routine where you're like coca-cola and it will be you know day in day out where you are going for restaurants that you will find that your sugar intake will go up this is from somebody who's personal experience so i have limited myself on certain intakes of certain things and i'm drinking mainly agua to make myself better so a little bit a little bit of a recommendation there finally what's going to be uh you know what's what's happening for the final podcast in mexico well i'm going to sum up my entire trip within mexico i'm going to give the pros and cons i'm going to really get into grips with what mexico has to offer and what i would say uh has been the experience for me i hope that you the listener are getting something out of this series and i hope you're looking forward to uh mexico city oaxaca city uh puerto Escondido, and obviously after this series is over it will be the usa and from there i will create a new series new podcasts new locations and new lifestyle uh, which i i really want to be able to compare the two together and having this uh, option of not having to speak spanish everywhere <laughs> and even though that's kind of um what's the word a little bit of me being lazy but it's also your mind I, now i feel so bad for the europeans who all speak perfect english everyone who i've spoken to speaking perfect english coming traveling and for them they're probably just like their minds ticking all the time trying to translate what i'm saying what someone else is saying and the you know the energy that that takes to be able to do this and also translate spanish as well which may not be their original language i have such a high regard for people who have that and it really bums me out that i can comprehend french com- and obviously speak english but also find spanish really difficult for me because it is completely different for me f- to french uh, and how they think and how they speak uh, and the grammar there are some similarities like all european languages but it is very different to uh, french and maybe this sounds a little bit like uh, excuses but when you don't when you jump into the deep end and there is no one else to save you apart from yourself and maybe google translate uh, but the, apart from that it is just you've got to be able to listen to them try and comprehend the english words that they're going to say every now and then that there are similarities between the languages and do what you can because no one else is going to come in and save you and you may have a friend every now and then you're traveling with uh, and i've seen this where people you know work together and one of them is the translator and the other one's uh, only speaking english but it does make you think that you know in the uk we should be really pushing 
to learn some of the European languages more and also to be able to learn Spanish and Mandarin and, and French and German because it feels like we're lazy. We're not truly putting in the effort. We're not like really finding this other culture that's so important to understand and to be able to communicate with other people. And what I have found is that it creates clicks. So you're outside of the, you know, you're outside of this conversation and you're not sure what they're talking about, all these things, and you feel, you know, kind of um, isolated. And it's your own fault because you don't understand the language. And by doing so, uh, you have isolated yourself. And that's what the UK's kind of done in uh, the education system. Doing uh, French or German from the age of 11 to the age of 14, you know, isn't 15, sorry. It, it's, it's, and it's not really learning French. It's like going through textbooks. It's not practicing with other people. It's not emphasize the importance of if you're going to travel, if you're going to go places, you're going to need this. And it's going to be really important for you. And it's going to be something that could be really useful in life. And I remember many of the kids my age, including myself from time to time, thinking, when am I ever going to use this? And what I needed was someone like myself to explain to them, these are the actual uses. These are the applications in life. You're going to make so many more friends by just having the option to be able to say hello, uh, buenas tardes, buenas dias, and, uh, you know, having the ability to ask, uh, like asking stuff and being like podrea tena and saying could I have, even though could I have doesn't uh, make sense in the Spanish language, although a very English polite option for me to, to say. So, uh, you know, a little bit of a rant here, but I hope you understand the importance of different languages and different cultures and that this podcast within San Cristobal has given you a really good idea of how many options there are to travel here. You don't have to drink. You don't have to just party all the time. You can find quiet. You can find adventure. And you can find people who are on the same wavelength as you. You are not on your own. You are surrounded by people with like-minded thought processes that is going to truly make you feel confident again and also make you feel a very sort of positivity towards the human race. There are so many smart people out there, so many smart people here, who are taking the time to absorb other cultures, go to different places, and not just stay at home, and not stay closed-minded. So let's end this podcast in a real high moment. Let's say to ourselves that we're going to go out and we're going to try and meet new people, and we're going to go out of our way. So one thing that I want to end this podcast with, by saying that one thing that I've done is kept a list of people's names that I've met. It has allowed me to associate all these people and experiences within just one list, where they're from, how I met them, and who they are. And by doing so, I allow myself to have a reference to all of the good people that I've met and how the world isn't the negativity that the news and the governments of the world make it out to be. So, as always, this has been a Taylor's Tales podcast. This has been Chris's Corner. I'm your host, Chris Taylor, and I hope to see you this time next week.